Hey fam, we are quickly approaching the arrival of the Showcase of the Immortals to MetLife Stadium. So that means the fourth wall WrestleCast is throwing a party. The fourth wall team will be hosting the first ever fourth wall WrestleMania tailgate event with proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities on Sunday, April 7th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For the cost of only $5, your entry fee will benefit the Ronald McDonald House Charities and includes all-you-can-eat food, sodas, beer, and other refreshments, as well as access to fun games like WWF Old School Trivia, the Fourth Wall Cornhole Tournament Extravaganza. But that's not all. There's going to be raffles and prizes and music and special guests and so much more. For more information and details, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at FourthWallCast or go to Patreon.com slash FourthWallWrestleCast. We will be streaming live from the tailgate on our Twitter page. So if you're not going to WrestleMania, you can still join the party. Once again, come join the Fourth Wall fam at the WrestleMania tailgate party on April 7th at MetLife Stadium from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. with proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities. So come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen, Hey, yo. Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can dance all night long. And here is your host. The baby face of podcasting, JC Bowles. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right now, go and left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Your question, question. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. And Put up, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wall. And what up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Welcome to the fourth wall WrestleCast, WrestleMania 35 prediction show. Today's show comes to you commercial free, courtesy of the fourth wall team. Let me get some plugs out of the way. You can find us every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network, and we are available on all major podcast platforms. Allow me to introduce myself. I am the host with the most, the babyface of podcasting, J.C. Bones. And I am accompanied by 
two very handsome fellows that accompany me in the studio each and every week, my good brothers, my ooses. Introducing first the good doctor, Doc Haas. What up, Doc? Hello. Oh, how are you today? Awesome. You ready to talk some wrestling? I'm ready to talk some wrestling. It's a WrestleMania weekend. I am super, super fucking excited. There is... WrestleMania is my favorite time of the wrestling year, and 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 our region's hosting it again, so we get to go. It makes it even more special, and just pumped, man. And that definitely makes it better, is that we're going to be there live and in person this Sunday. But before we go on, I guess I'll be nice to our third man today oh. and actually introduce oh. him. So introducing our third man of the He's fourth year WrestleCast, introducing... Smarky, I am here. I know. I made a show. Look, he's actually here. The gang is all here. It's been a hell of a few weeks, my friends. But it is WrestleMania week, and that means that Smarky will grace you with his presence. Smarky, you'll probably get this reference. So pretty much, you're the guy that only shows up for the finals push. You can just call me Brock Lesnar too. (laughs) True. Yeah. So Smarky here is very, very part time. Are our Brock Lesnar, man? Fuck Brock Lesnar. Fuck Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Hashtag fuck Brock Lesnar. Yo, so, Doc, didn't you wrestle him? Yeah. So, dude, I ever so I ever tell you my Brock Lesnar story? No, you did not. Is, so uh, this I, wrestled? I, I sparred with Brock Lesnar before I knew he was Brock Lesnar. Nice. How long ago was this? When was this? High school. High school. Yeah. Yeah, man. He he. Uh, one of my old teammates was a uh, was a um, went to University of Minnesota, and they came down and like worked out in the wrestling room. And I didn't know who he was, and he's just big, freakish heavyweight, and beat the crap out of all of us. Minnesota, <laughs> eh? Yeah, very very uh, random day. And then years, a couple years later, when he actually debuted, I was like, looks like that dude that we wrestled. Like they came to our high school. And after some research, I realized it was him. So, Doc, essentially, you had a part in the rise of Brock Lesnar. No, no not at all. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, listen, let's get right into it. We have a 15-match card coming up. I also want to discuss things on the kickoff show. We're going to discuss the undercard, the mid-card, the overcard, and even the over, main event. Overcard? What the hell the is the fuck overcard? Is an overcard? I don't know. It sounded good when I was typing it up, so I'm, I'm, I'm running with it. You're a butthole. That's going to be the, the post-mania tailgate. That's the overcard. The overcard. By that point, we're going to be wrestling each other in the parking lot by that point. But in the end, we'll all find out that it was all just a work. Right, Ricky and Will? <laughs> Fuck that work. Worked us like, like a bunch of marks that we are. Anyway, guys, let's start off uh, our WrestleMania talks. I want to talk about the celebrity involvement first in this year's uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania is always known for what celebrities are going to be in attendance. So this year, Yolanda Adams is going to be singing America the Beautiful. Is it sad that I never heard of Yolanda Adams before today? Is she, before is, is she one of them pop singers? She's an American gospel singer, gospel record producer, singer. actress, and former radio host of her own nationally syndicated morning gospel show. All right there. Thank you, Wikipedia. Welcome. <laughs> you. 
She'll right. be praising the Lord. <laughs> so, uh, I did read a dirt sheet that Limp Biscuit was doing America the Beautiful, and I was actually down for that. I thought I was what? the more. No, you weren't. No, no, stop it, stop it. You were not down for Limp Biscuit. I, I like, was if, all for If you're that. down for Limp Biscuit singing America the Beautiful, then I'm off the podcast. I did it all for the nookie. <laughs> the what? The stop. nookie. The what? Oh. Actually, I, I can't even I talk will. too much shit because I think I'm the only person in this band who's actually seen Limp Bizkit live. Willie, uh, that's very true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went to a Family Values tour. Actually, it was at the Nassau Coliseum. I've only been there twice. Evolution and, and then Limp, Limp fucking Biscuit. Limp Biscuit got me to Long Island when I was fucking fourteen, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a couple. We actually have another. Uh, vocalist, another singer in attendance. It's going to be Joan Jett. She's going to be oh singing my God, I'm so Ronda excited. Rousey's entrance yeah, theme. Too, man. Bad reputation. She's a bad motherfucker. I'm excited for Joan Jett. Yeah. And I'm excited there isn't a whole bunch of fucking special guests just here. You know, just two musical performances. Well, boom, you boom. can't forget. Love it. You can't forget, Doc, Michael Che, and Colin Jost of SNL fame. Well, that's at, at least they're going to be in a match. But they're of SNL fame. You know what I fucking hate <laughs> is when Michael Cole always has to say that whenever he talks about these two fucking jokers. They, Braun Strowman better be on Saturday Night Live this week. Yeah. Right, he has yeah, to be on if, if, if The only way this feud makes sense and this feud's okay mm-hmm. is if Strowman gets on SNL Saturday night. Like they, he just goes yeah. and just trashes the weekend updates that right? just destroys the fucking just destroys the whole fucking thing. It would be the best thing ever. Yeah, if and he does something like person, crazy on SNL on Saturday, I'll be more invested to see what he does at right, Mania. All right, and Sparky, I was telling Bones this last week, like. If he he's the type of person you could put on SNL and like someone who's not a big wrestling fan will go, holy shit, look oh at my that guy. Who is that? Yeah. Who the fuck is that guy? He's huge. And people will like remember him. So he's he's good for that role, but that's if he's he has to be in that role first. And you know, WrestleMania's in New York or in New Jersey, which I mean the freaking NBC studios is legit. A ten-minute drive, no traffic from MetLife Stadium. So, yeah, they absolutely need to make that happen. All right, so let's now talk about our special host of WrestleMania this year, one Alexa Bliss, who graced our presence twice this week on Raw and SmackDown. So let's talk about her involvement in WrestleMania besides being the host. Do we think she's going to be involved in some way in the Braun Strowman uh, angle with these two guys from SNL because of the Moment of Bliss segment from Raw last no. week. No. It's over. You think that's over? So that, that's going to be yeah. Alexa Bliss. I mean, she had her hands in a completely different pot this week. You know, like she's right. just going to keep... Yeah, she's going to be all over interacting with a bunch of different wrestlers and that's just going to be her role for tonight. Right. You know, her involvement. Yeah, I don't think she's going to be... She's been styling and profiling to quote the Nature Boy. She's looking good. I, I will give credit where credit's due. Now, well, I haven't seen any other backstage videos with Nikki Cross, but I, I was telling Johnny, I was telling Doc a few weeks back when Alexa first announced that she was going to be the host of WrestleMania on WWE.com. There was a backstage video of Nikki Cross 
uh, saying things how she wants to play, why wasn't she invited to the party, and she wants to now crash Alexa's party. Now, I haven't seen anything else develop from that, but now I'm wondering if they're going to do something and that's going to culminate at WrestleMania. That'd be awesome. Yeah, That'd be Johnny, awesome. What, what do you think about a feud between Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss? Perfect. It's opposites. It, it, it would work. Um, is is Alexa cleared to wrestle? That's uh, I believe she is because she was cleared to be in the Royal Rumble, but she has not right. been in a match. I think she was in one match after the Royal Rumble on a Raw, but I, she hasn't wrestled at all since then. I have seen videos of her on her Instagram where she's definitely at the PC and she's been training. Uh, so I think it's more of a creative direction that they're giving her right now. Yep. Which I'm okay. hoping it's only that, and we're going to see her yeah. recovering soon. I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think that's what it is more than anything else. And you know, Nikki Cross has been doing like the face thing whenever she appears, I feel. Mm-hmm. So having a face Nikki and a heel Alexa... Yeah, that would be fun. I, I agree with Smarky. Nikki Cross will be women's champion within the next two years. I could see that. I, I could see them putting all their eggs in one basket with Nikki Cross when she when she starts getting more airtime, give her into some some serious storylines. I could definitely see Nikki Cross being up there. Yeah, she. There's not one person on the main roster who she couldn't feud or have a good match with. Yep. Unless, She's really good at what she does. Unless she has to face Tamina. And as I say every week, to me, it's trash. But moving on. <laughs> Next at WrestleMania, our musical entertainment for the night is yeah. going to be everyone's favorite drifter, Elias. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Did Elias have a match at WrestleMania last year? Mm-hmm. No, he had a he had an segment, an yeah. in-ring segment. And was he in the Mania the year before that, in 2017? He might have been in the Battle Royal. Yeah, if, if, if that. If that, yeah. So, I don't understand. I appreciate the fact that they're still giving Elias some time at WrestleMania. Like, he's still on the show, so he's going to get a payday. But I don't understand why they're not using his in-ring talents uh, and they're not putting that, them to use. They're pretty much using his musical talents and his, and his promo skills. It's which, true. again, while it's great, it's starting to get very old. But it's not going to be old at WrestleMania when the Honky Tonk Man interrupts them and they have oh, a dance-off and Elias smashes a guitar over his head. Oh, but it'll be okay because we got to see the Honky Tonk Man at WrestleMania in the room. <laughs> you know, I, I put up a poll on Twitter. Uh, asking people who they think is going to interrupt Elias, and I listed John Cena, The Undertaker, The Rock, or No Interruption. I was hoping somebody would have combated me and said Honky Tonk Man, which makes the most sense, because yep. he's going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame, he's going to be at Mania on Sunday, he's the perfect He's the greatest goddamn Intercontinental Champion of all time. Right? I they agree. Just, they, it's copy and paste from what they did at the Royal Rumble <laughs> with Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, yep. it's the same yep. thing. Maybe that's why you don't get it, though, because they kind of just did it with Jeff Jarrett, and they don't want to. But you know what? If he's there, use him. Right. Yep. But also uh, on the note now of potentially John Cena being the one to interrupt him, which there's been uh, rumors and talks about that, 
John Cena is in New York City. He has some kind of autograph signing on Friday, and it has already been confirmed as of today that Cena is in New York. So I think if Cena's in town, he'll be there. They don't need him anymore. You know, let's let's talk about that. Hold on, Doc. Let's talk about what Johnny just said. He just said, we don't need Cena. Yeah, no, I heard if, him, and I ignored look, him for a reason. And I'm not saying that you're, you're right or wrong or whatever, but looking at the WrestleMania card we have this year, who are the big draws to this year's WrestleMania? The Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> <laughs> Harlem Heat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, all right, let's talk about people that are actually wrestling. Who are the big draws? Who are the big draws? Who are the big draws? Kofi Media? Daniel Bryan? No, 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 no. He's talking mainstream names. Yeah, because let's think about this. David Bautista. Guys, WrestleMania does not target the hardcore fans. WrestleMania targets the casual fans. This is the one time a year... People who don't watch wrestling religiously like we do tune in to watch WWE. So right, listen, you got listen. You, you have you have Ronda in the main event. She's a mainstream name. You have Brock Lesnar in the men's main event. He's a mainstream name. You have Batista going against Triple H, and Triple H is one of the more mainstream names of the non-movie star pro wrestlers. Am I wrong? No, you're right. All right, okay. Um, I mean, there's room for Cena. I mean, you could put Cena. I I think Cena. I mean, you know, if Mysterio's hurt, we'll really get into this in a bit. You know, maybe Cena ends up replacing Mysterio against Samoa Joe, which is a match I would really love to see. And I and Cena, like Cena, could still go. It's not like Cena sucks. Like Cena can work, and he, he can carry a match. And there's no reason why you don't put him on a WrestleMania card if you have the opportunity to. Even if it's a last-second match with The Undertaker, you're just going to get a nice mid-show pop out of it. That that was my other thing. People are saying that Cena is going to come back and he's going to have another match with Undertaker. I, I don't I, see that happening because at least last year with their match, there was some kind of build for a few weeks leading up to it. They I would can't like just to do Cena-Taker 2 at the drop of a dime. Go ahead, Smarty. I'd like to propose something. There was an article earlier this week, an interview with Sting, where he said he would come back for one match if it was against The Undertaker. I saw that too, but I've also seen a lot of articles that I never read, but supposedly Vince McMahon never wanted to put Sting and Taker in the ring together. You, can, you can't no-build that match. Yes, you can. Uh, no, you, you can't. You cannot no. build. You can't do that to Sting, dude. No, no way. Uh-uh. Are you kidding me? Everyone there just super surprised. I don't know. I, I kind of agree with Doc. As even though the hardcore fans, people our age, always wanted to see Sting and Taker in the ring, again, the casual fans probably know both Sting and Undertaker. But uh, to the uh, casual fans, it's not... As it's not as big of a draw for them to fight if there's no build. So again, now going back to what I was saying before, WrestleMania targets the casual fans. So we'll talk, we'll get into the matches later, but let's just look at the Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair match. 
I'll elaborate on this later. I've been telling Doc this for weeks. There have been so many variables, so many moving parts to that storyline that the casual fan who sits down to watch WrestleMania the one time a year, he's going to see this fucking kick-ass video package of everything leading up to this match. And there has been a lot of shit, too much shit leading up to this. And that's what's going to bring the casual fans. That's what's going to get them more invested in the match and who they want to be the winner. Right. Sorry. The video packages are important. <laughs> I agree. So, so they really yeah, are, man. Sense, Yeah, I know what you mean, though, you know, for the casual fan. Yeah. Yeah, so again, Cena and Undertaker are both big draws, but to not have any kind of build to the match... I'm sorry, not Cena. Uh, I'm sorry, Sting and Undertaker. Sting, Sting and Taker, yeah. Damn it, I just don't see that happening. I mean, yeah, obviously, I would enjoy it if it happened, but or I just enjoy the fact that they're there. But it's just, you know, Vince doesn't want to do Sting Taker because you know, Sting should win. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Match, like he should. You know, Vince. Yeah, and you know Vince. Yeah, you know Vince doesn't want to do that. So yeah. it's just. I think it's. I think we've missed. I think the ship sailed. Mm-hmm. All oh, right, guys. Boy. Well, listen, we have 15 matches to touch on, so let's get right into it. But first, we're going to take a commercial break. Nah, I'm just kidding, fam. I said this is going to be commercial free. So let's start off on uh, our pre show matches. Uh, we, well, I listed the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal and the Cruiserweight Championship match as the three matches I'm pretty sure are going to end up on the pre-show. So first, guys, let's talk about the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Everyone's favorite match, the biggest draw for the WrestleMania pre-show. So, <laughs> hold on, that sounds, like, that sounds like sarcasm. Some of us actually like Battle Royals and Royal Rumbles. I get it. Hey, I'm, I love it too. I love Battle Royals. I wish this Battle Royal meant something because it has done nothing for any of the past winners. No, not at all. But it's a Battle this Royal. is now the sixth annual Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. The Battle Royal did nothing for Cesaro at that time, and he was the inaugural winner. Cesaro's one of the top, I would consider him a top tier talent right now, uh, at least in the tag division. Did nothing for the Big Show, because at that time the Big Show was already washed up. Then you had uh, Baron Corbin, Mojo Raleigh, and then Woken Matt Hardy. So, uh, I think they're trying to really make everyone believe that Braun Strowman's going to be the one to win the Battle Royal this year, since he was the first one to announce his entrance into the Battle Royal. But now let me list the other announced superstars that are going to be in the Battle Royal. First, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to have those two clowns from SNL, Michael Che and Colin Jost. Yes, they're going to be entrance in the Battle Royal. As of SNL fame. From Braun, of SNL fame, of course. Uh, as per an invitation from Braun Strowman. Actually, more of a demand. Uh, the rest of the list, we have Andrade, which is really unfortunate. He deserves better. Uh, Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil. Tyler Breeze, Jinder Mahal, No Way Jose. What do you think about No Way Jose's new hair? 
Oh, oh, his new haircut I didn't see. He has uh, some green braids, like some dreads. I like the hair. It's cool. I just, I'm still trying to get used to it. I think they're trying no, to go. No way, Jose. I think they're trying to give No Way Jose a little more of an edge. <laughs> maybe, maybe don't call him No Way Jose. Hey, maybe I, I actually would... like that name. I like that it's, name. Yeah, it's a good character. Yeah, that's a stupid fucking name. All right. Anyway, and then we have a good majority of the Monday Night Raw tag division. We have Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. We have all members of Lucha House Party, Kalisto, Grand Metallic, and Lince Dorado. We have the B team, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. We have the team of Heath Slater and Rhino. We have Ascension. So that's pretty much the entire Raw tag division. Uh, we have Ali, formerly known as Mustafa Ali. Oh, so dark. fucking stupid yeah. also. Let me start. These stupid fucking one-name WWE it's, Vince McMahon obsessions. It, it only works for some of them. It worked for Neville. It worked for Rusev. It does not work for fucking Ali or Andrade. Like, those are two guys and their names should have been left alone. Yeah. But, anyway, and the last few that have been announced, we have Shelton Benjamin, uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeff Hardy, Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker, and EC3. Now... That's about 26 people that have been announced. Uh, if they're at 26, I'm going to assume they're going to make it 30. So that leaves four potential spots. Uh, I'm sure we'll see some NXT. Hockey Talk Man. Hockey Talk Man could very well be in the Battle Royal. You know what? I could probably see that happening, too. Hockey Talk Man's going to be appearing at least three segments at WrestleMania. And if he doesn't, WrestleMania's a failure. <laughs> But Honky Tonk Man needs to be followed by, um, he needs to be flanked by Jimmy Hart with his megaphone. Uh, yes. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, so real quick, let's go to the NXT expert, Smarky. Just spitfire four names that you could think of from NXT that potentially might show up in this battle royale. Uh, NXT and NXT UK. I said spitfire, you're taking too long. <clears throat> Past my bedtime, asshole. <laughs> he's not. Liverpool. He's not blood of the dragon. Uh, Pete Dunn. No, he's in a match the night before. Nah, Pete Dunn. Well, no, he can still be in the battle royal. Maybe someone from Gallus or Liverpool's number one from NXT. Mm, you might see Adam Cole. Baby. You might. You might see. <laughs> you just said baby. You might see uh, Gargano, depending on who wins. Okay. Doc, what about you? Who do you think? Oh, I can see all four of those names, and then just as they're about to go out, they all get attacked by the Honky Tonk Man. He smashes a guitar <laughs> over all their heads, oh and the Honky Tonk Man takes all four of their spots. I love how it always goes back to the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, uh, I can see the dream. Coming from NXT, oh. I could definitely see Pete Dunn. Um, I could see maybe um, uh, uh, what's his name that faced Finn Balor at the first takeover. Um, Devlin, Jordan Devlin. Thank you. I think Jordan Devlin can make an appearance. And from NXT, uh, maybe Adam Cole. Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah, would... or, 
or a member, maybe Roderick Strong even, or a member of Undisputed Era. Yeah, that's more where I was leaning. I, w- I wouldn't think Adam Cole would be in the Battle Royal because he was he already had a good showing at the Royal Rumble, and if he's going to have a championship match, and you know, I don't know what is, if he's going to win or lose. I, I'm, I think he's going to win the title. But that's another topic for another day. But uh, I would probably say someone like Roddy Strong would end up in the Battle Royal. I could see Roddy Strong. I could see Velveteen Dream. I could see Travis Banks. And I could see Walter. Walter. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling Walter is not going to beat Pete Dunne in their first match. What? Did you not listen to my podcast? Doesn't mean I have to agree with you. Of course you have to agree with me. Fucking smart. Walter's, right, so anyway. Walt, Walter's breaking the record. Anyways. Anyways, before Smarky goes on a tangent, we gotta, we got to shut him up real quick. So, <laughs> Doc, let's start with you. Um, do you think Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, is going to show up in this match? Yeah, I guess... I can see Gronk showing up, man. He's retired. He can do whatever the fuck he wants now. Like, I think he's going to be at WrestleMania. Well, I, don't, I can't say. That's a big thing. I think it would be cool if he showed up in this match and maybe did a segment with uh, Mojo Rowley, who's not on this list, I believe, of all yeah, the names he, you said. Mojo, yeah. That motherfucker listening. is only 29 years old and retired from the NFL. Gronk, Dude, he's fucking 29? He's no, he's, he's smart, man. Smart. May 14th, 1989. Wow. Smart. What the fuck are we doing wrong? Not playing football <laughs> and not being like six foot six and like built like a brick shit house. No. Uh, so, real, all right, guys, real quick, give me your predictions. Who's going to win this? Uh, I only have four men that I'm considering uh, Braun Strowman, Andrade, uh, Apollo Cruz, and EC3 of the. Announced participants. Those are the four oh, I would man. consider as possible winners. I actually kind of follow you. Uh, definitely EC3. Um, I, <laughs> from there, I mean, oh, what about Otis? I'm not even kidding, man. I'm not even kidding. Love if what Otis Dojovich won the I, I feel like, well, all right. Giant Battle Royal. All right, hold on, hold on. If Mojo, Mojo Rally can win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, then Otis Dozovich can win the Andre the Giant right. Battle Royal. I got my, I got my few. I got EC3, Otis, okay. Braun, and then honestly, from there, you're gonna think I'm nuts. You know, it's against <sighs> Bo Dallas. You're gonna say yeah, Bo yeah, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. He's, gonna say, he's gonna say the fucking B team. He's gonna say fucking Bo Dallas. No, no, actually, I'm gonna say Ali. Picture this. Kurt Hawkins ends the streak with the Battle Royal. Ooh. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> All right, so would go, dude, the place would go bananas, yeah, man. That's technically a hometown show, too. Bananas yes, yes. the place would go, dude. Yes, and you know, I have three potential winners, and it's EC3, Braun Strowman, or fucking Kurt Hawkins. Even though he's yeah. not announced, yeah. he will show up in this yeah. match. And he will yeah. win the battle royal. What the fuck else are they gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so guys, uh, let's move on to the women's battle royal. <clears throat> this is a much shorter list has been announced. They announced Asuka, Carmella, Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Nikki Cross, Dana Brooke, 
Ruby Riot, the winner, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Mickey James, and Zelina Vega, and Ruby Riot, the winner of the match. No, so guys, I'm sorry. Uh, just give me how many thing. times do we, actually? How <clears throat> many times does the Riot Squad have to get squashed before you realize that Ruby so Riot? So true. You know what, guys? Your opinions don't even matter. Ruby Riot's going to win this battle royal, so let's move on she's to the not. next match. I'm sorry, she's not. They're not because this, Dana because Brooke Asuka's is winning it. it. Oh, you think oh my God, so? Because really? Oh, shut up. Dana Stop. Brooke really? is winning. Oh, fuck All off. Right. Dude, the only Asuka's winning this. Asuka, this is Asuka's payment for basically end, like dropping the SmackDown title. There's like, you're going to win this, and then you can go fight somebody again. Real like, quick. Sorry. Before we, before we move on, real quick, did anyone notice that the end of Raw got very intergender? Or the end of SmackDown got pretty intergender with that Battle Royal? That, oh, that 18 Oh, yeah, the intergender battle. Was, that, was, that was interesting. Girls like, were attacking boys. Boys were yeah. attacking girls. And that's getting more popular on the indies. I wonder if this is oh, the WWE's. Yeah, yeah. Just that one as WWE's way of trying testing the waters a little bit. I think so. That that's been. I feel like that's been a topic of conversation uh, recently with a lot of superstars and promotions. You know, I see all the stuff on Twitter. Uh, I think there could be a place for it on in WWE television as long as it's done the right way, where they don't they don't cross the, any lines. Well, if they do a luchador show. Like they said they were going to do. That might work out. That's where you see it the most. But, I mean, I want to see, like, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, Becky Lynch get in the ring with some of the dudes on, on, on the men's roster. Right. I want to see her her take out Seth Rollins. I want to see her versus Finn Balor. Yes. They just battle for Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> she just talked about how much she loves his abs. That was one of my favorite <laughs> Becky comments ever. Got great abs. Great, by the way, that was funny. Your abs are great. Yeah, your abs are great, by the way. That was All awesome. right, guys. <laughs> let, let's, let's keep uh, keep on rolling. So who's your pick to win this one, Smarky? The Women's Battle Royal. Oh, Dana Brooke. Doc, who's your pick? Asuka. I wasn't joking. All right. No, uh, I do think Asuka is going to win it. I, I, as much oh, as I want Ruby too. Ryan to win, I think me she's going to win it. But... Let me ask you guys this. Are we going to see an Ember Moon return? Probably. And are her and Asuka going to be the final two? And is Ember Moon going to win? Is that going to bring her to SmackDown and have Asuka turn heel? I would love to see Asuka win dirty, like, as a heel mm-hmm. and, like, you know, go on SmackDown and say, you, know, you put me on pre-show. I am Empress. And yeah. then... Starts talking shit to the crowd and then starts talking in Japanese because that's always way cooler when you're a heel and you're Japanese. And then Ember Moon comes out and just starts cleaning house and then we restart Ember, Ember and Asuka. If I would guys, love to see that. If you guys haven't seen it yet, go to WWE.com. Asuka cut a backstage promo all in Japanese after she lost the title to Charlotte. Is it heel? No. It was, it was uplifting. But, uh, Are there subtitles? The yes. Oh, God. So, but it was still very good. I think she, again, I don't know what she's saying, but she looks more comfortable doing the promo in Japanese. I think she needs a mouthpiece. <coughs> or, 
how about this? It's like 2019, and just letter cutter fucking promos in Japanese, and then put fucking subtitles on the goddamn Titantron. They could do that too, and everyone's television has uh, the closed captioning. So. Yeah, and they just fucking put closed cat. It's a goddamn television show. They can do that. All right. So, anyways, all right. So I digress. Let's move on to the uh, the final show, the final match on the pre-show. We have the cruiserweight championship. The current champion, Buddy Murphy, taking on Tony Nese. I think it's going to be a clinic in the ring with these two. I've been looking forward to this match for a few weeks now. Uh, I think Buddy Murphy's going to retain. Smarky, what do you think? I think he's going to retain as well. Uh, I don't see Tony Nese winning, unfortunately. I think Murphy's going to retain also. Uh, There's no reason to take the belt off him. Uh, Tony Nese... Doesn't strike me as the guy you uh, you build your division around on WrestleMania. I think they got to keep running with the Buddy Murphy train and let him keep doing his thing for as long as two or five lives an actual thing. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So I think we're all in agreement that uh, Buddy Murphy's going to retain. Absolutely. Right, guys, let's get into the undercard. Let's start with the most recent match that has been added to the WrestleMania card. Let's talk about the SmackDown Tag Team Championship Fatal Four Way Match. It's going to be the current champions, the Usos, taking on Ricochet and Aleister Black versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev versus The Bar. Uh, I think it's four great tag teams, and I'm glad that these four teams are actually going to have a match at WrestleMania because I was a little nervous up until they announced this match, what they were doing with the tag teams at WrestleMania. I'm also glad for the Usos that they're getting a second WrestleMania moment. And this time, I think, even though they may not come out victorious, they're going to put on a really good show because they're put in the ring with three really good teams. Yeah, this match is a sleeper. Like, this could be a really, really good, entertaining match. Um, especially to get guys like, like Ricochet in there. Ricochet is, like, one of his specialties is working multi-man matches like he does this shit really 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 well uh the usos i think work multi-man matches really well too i do think the usos are gonna retain i don't think this uh title reign is over yet for them uh i do see ricochet and alistair getting the titles in the future but not at wrestlemania but man they're gonna i think they're gonna be the centerpiece of this match with the usos I think Shinsuke and Rusev will have a part to play, and the bar will have a part to play, and uh, they 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 will make their presence known. But we're gonna leave this match with like a different respect for you know Ricochet. It's gonna be one of his coming out moments in front of a main street audience. This guy could really this guy could really bring in a lot of a lot of mainstream fans with his style. So he's gonna get a chance to do that, or this is the uh, formation of the faction between Rusev <laughs> Nakamura and the bar. <laughs> it's one of those two things. I'm going to go with the prior and say the Usos. Uh, I, You know, I, I really don't see any other way of this ending without the Usos on top again. I don't, I don't really see... Yeah. I, I don't have much to say. A lot of these matches, actually, I'm kind of disappointed with a lot of the card, but we'll get to that. Really? Later. Really? Yes, I'm, I'm on the same I'm boat not. as Smarky. Oh, I'm not, man. I'm cool with the card. I mean, on paper, it, it looks pretty good, but some... We'll, we'll get into it. 
But anyway, Listen, so I have this match we just talked about is going to be a really good match. It is because this is because be Ricochet and Alistair really, Black are in it. Okay, who, who the fuck cares what the reason why is? It just needs to be good. I don't give a shit who the reason or what the reason. Just give me a fucking reason. Then this, if nah. Ricochet and Alistair Black are the nah. reason this match is going to be awesome, then fucking a, nah. that's going to be a great fucking match. Ah, calm down, bro. Oh, you guys are fucking being fucking smarky ninnies. Whoa, you guys. Not even, I didn't even talk about the match yet. Let me talk about the SmackDown tag team titles. Uh, so check I'll this be- out. I have some... Doc, it's my, it's my turn, bro. I have the talking stick. Let, let the first man speak. <laughs> let the first man speak. <laughs> All right, so I have some crazy fantasy booking for this. I actually don't see the Usos retaining because with the Superstar Shake-Up coming up a few weeks uh, after WrestleMania, I think the Usos are going to go over to Raw. So I don't think they're going to retain here at WrestleMania. Yes, they could always lose it on a following SmackDown, but I think it's best to put over another team and have them have a WrestleMania moment, not a SmackDown moment. Uh, I think... So these are my two picks to win it. I think Ricochet and Aleister Black are going to win it, and this is going to coincide with my fantasy WrestleMania booking, that they're going to be unifying the tag team titles, because there's no Raw tag title match on this card yet. They could add one Saturday night, for all we know. I mean, they do, they're WWE, they fucking do whatever they want. But I could see the Revival being added to this match, or Ricochet and Aleister Black beat the War Raiders on Saturday, win the NXT Tag Championships, oh, win the Fatal 4-Way at WrestleMania, win the SmackDown Tag uh, tag Titles, and then face Revival the next night on Raw to unify all the tag titles. You're, oh, you're, the only thing you said there that is remotely realistic and good booking is Ricochet and Aleister Black winning the Raw tag titles the next night on Monday Night Raw. That's something I can realistically see you happening. You can't unify all those. No, you can't hey, unify. There's too, much, there's too many. There's, dude, there's too many teams. They, no, they have a hard enough time. They have a hard enough time with, with, with two titles. It's going to be even harder with only one. Right. No, if they unify the titles, I really don't think they should unify the NXT title, the NXT tag titles. It should be Raw and SmackDown. NXT they don't. Should no, they shouldn't. No, there's, they shouldn't. There's too many even on the main roster. We don't even get to see Sanity and, and the Bullet Club, you know. So why, if you if you only get one title travesty. to fight for, it's yeah. If you only have one title to fight for, it's going to make him even harder. It's just no reason to unify it, especially now that Nakamura and Rusev are a team and an enjoyable team. Like I think Uso stay on SmackDown, they win. And what you just said, Ricochet and Aleister Black come out the next night on Raw and beat Revival. That's realistic. All right, especially, if, especially if with the way like- Revival, with, especially with the way Revival got the win on Raw this past week. All right, so if you don't like that booking. We'll go with my other option. They okay. swerve us and Rusev and Nakamura win. That, that, that's crossed my mind, dude. That's crossed my mind. He's just And Bones is dropping the mic on that, fam. Just He's just going to drop the mic. <laughs> I'm going to lean more what towards you, the swerve. Sparky, uh, Nakamura, Rusev, what do you think? I could see it happening. Long shot, but yeah. A long shot. It's a it long <coughs> Excuse me. Just coughed right in the mic. Sorry, fam. 
But even with the way they've been booking them as a team, they haven't really been that... Uh, they're not really dominating the tag division right now on SmackDown. In, in terms of, of, of how physical they are in the rings they are, but in term, they don't have a whole lot of wins to show for it. Look so, at that. All right, so let's go on to the next match. So at the United States Championship match, the U.S. title. Samoa Joe is the current champion, and he's supposed to be facing Rey Mysterio with Rey Mysterio's son Dominic sitting in the front row. But Rey Mysterio, as of this past Monday, now has an ankle injury. There is no word if they're pulling him out of the match yet. They're going to be viewing him up until Sunday to see how he's doing. I think Don has an idea here. Please elaborate. This is the match I wanted to see from the beginning of my fantasy booking for WrestleMania 35. The time is now. Da, 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 da. I want another fantasy match booked right. Ba, ba, da, ba. Anyway, <laughs> you guys get the point. Uh, if Rey Mysterio can't go, you just, just throw fucking Cena out there and open the fucking mat and open the fucking card with this match. That's how you open WrestleMania. That's how you do it. Dude, if it happens, I'll mark out for Cena. I am pro-Cena at this point, my man. Smarky, what do you think? I I can see Cena coming back here. I can also... Yeah, you can. I can also see Rey Mysterio not really having an injury. You think it's a work? Might be. I don't know. Like I, I watched uh, some clips again from Raw, and he wasn't just selling it. He was like, <coughs> excuse me, You're he wasn't just used. selling it. He was tending to it. It looked like. So I, I think he might legitimately have an ankle injury, but I don't think this would be the best spot for Cena. While yes, it's a, it's a, a dream match. This would be a great stage to have the match. They would put on a great match. There are three good things you're saying to I know. to go and prove a point that it's not a good idea. I'm not saying it's not a good idea. I'm not Vince McMahon. He doesn't think the way that I think or that we think. He, he does what Cena, man. Cena's his boy. But I don't. I think there's a better spot for Cena on this card than in this match. But we'll get to that it's, later. Dude, but fucking I think, Undertaker. No, no. I think if Mysterio cannot. Uh, face Joe. I think they're going to put Ali in Mysterio's spot. I'm only saying that because they just had Ali face Samoa Joe and get his ass kicked on Tuesday. Now he can come back for redemption. <coughs> I think I'm losing my voice. So us some cat litter. That's not good because I have a debate tomorrow night. <clears throat> All right, guys, I'm going to stop talking as much and I'm going to pass it over to you guys. So. You already got my thoughts. Ali is going to take Rey Mysterio's spot. Who is going to win the match, Doc? No matter who wrestles, I think Samoa Joe wins this match. When I really sit and I think about it, Rey Mysterio could beat him and it would be okay. But I just, I Samoa Joe needs a WrestleMania win over a guy like Rey Mysterio. He really needs this more than Mysterio does. And Mysterio should be putting people, like he should be putting Joe over on this stage. Yep. 
And anybody who Joe, especially if it's a veteran, should be putting Joe over. Joe needs like AJ got that momentum and he got he got all those rubs. Now it's time for Joe to get those rubs. 2019 for Joe should be 2016 for it was for AJ. That's that's what I think. Mm. I have been agreeing with all of you all night, and I'm kind of surprised with oh. this. Because Joe is figuring it out. Hey, Give Joe a chance. He's learning. Finally fucking oh, figured it out. Last time I checked, my predictions come true more than all of yours, so whatever. Do you keep track? That would be weird. I do, actually. Oh, my goodness. I'm actually on the same page here with, with you, Doc. I think this is this is Samoa Joe's first WrestleMania, by the way. And he's yeah. going into WrestleMania as a champion. He has to win and retain the title. <clears throat> Agreed. While I think Mysterio has more of a chance than anybody else to win the title because this would make Rey Mysterio a Grand Slam champion, I really think Samoa Joe's going to go over and retain. All right, okay. let's go on to the next match, which I think potentially might open up the night. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. I pass. I have fucking nothing for this. Do you guys really, like... Yeah, Again? man. What? I like, How do you I have enjoyed the shit out yes, of this feud, It man. is such a great story. Dude, listen, listen, listen. Shit you're, out of you're, this you're misunderstanding me. You're misunderstanding me. I have nothing for this match because, quite honestly, it's an evenly set up match. They're two of the best workers of all time. And I don't care who wins because it's going to be good. Um, I've wa- I want, I've been saying it for weeks now. I want to see AJ like align himself with like Triple H and Flair and do that thing in WWE. Like if Evolution and um, and Fortune had a baby, it, it would no, be. I forgot about Fortune. <laughs> Evo Fortune, 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 Was it Dude. Bobby Roode and Fortune also? Uh, Frankie Kazarian was in Fortune. I got Rich you. Flair, Ready? AJ Styles, Frankie Kazarian. And it wasn't Bobby Roode. No, Rick it wasn't Flair. AJ Bobby Styles, Matt James Morgan. Storm, Bobby Roode, oh, Kazarian, it Matt Morgan, right. Douglas Williams, Rob Terry, and Christopher Daniels. That's AJ it. Styles also yeah. took over as leader after Ric Flair. It's a Ric Flair, yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a Rick really, Flair. really bad picture of short haired AJ Styles with the TNA television championship on Wikipedia. Oh, oh short haired AJ early two thousand teens AJ was so dirty. <laughs> he was so southern white boy. <laughs> so smart. I love and I also love that these guys put up the four horsemen sign. Uh, oh yeah, dude. That's totally what it was, man. <laughs> and and the stable had like nine people. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, I've enjoyed the hell out of this match. I'm I sorry. kept talking over you, have, you, Doc. No, what, do you have a question for Smarky? What do you guys say? No, I thought it was. It my doesn't matter what your question <laughs> matters. Um, no, I'm excited for this match. I think they've played it up really well. I think they've been real honest and they've used each other's real lives as an emphasis for this feud and when it's more personal it's just better it hasn't needed a title it hasn't needed anything other than 
them two being like really good veterans and a really doing really good work in a really this is a really nice mid card upper mid card feud. This is exactly what Raw needed. I'm, just, I'm sorry, what uh, SmackDown needed out of these two, and they absolutely have delivered 110. percent uh, I hope this leads to something. Like I said, something greater with Triple H and Ric Flair. You know, Randy Orton's involved. You know, this is this could be the start of a good sh- next chapter for AJ because this is going to be a new chapter for AJ starting at this WrestleMania. I think the SmackDown AJ Styles is is what we've seen as with him as his long title run. That chapter's over. It's time we'll see what's next. I'm going with Orton in this match. I think Orton's going to go over, and it's going to put Orton uh, in that level with the top main event heel. And I feel like, again, with the shakeup coming up, I believe both of these superstars are going to go over to Raw, and they're going to continue their feud on the Raw brand. Yeah, the more I think about Randy Orton on Raw the more that makes more sense than I thought originally. So can you just say it that I'm right? Yeah, no, you got, you're got you right on that one. Well, you, you called that one. We'll, we'll know if I'm right once the shakeup actually happens. Well, like, I agree <laughs> with your, your, your logic. Your logic makes more sense for Orton than anything I could see for him on SmackDown. Right on. All right, so let's go on to the next match. Women's Tag Team Championship. Fatal four-way. We have the Boston Hug Connection, who are the current champions, taking on the Divas of Doom, the Iconics, and Nia Jax and Tamina. Guys, who's winning it? Who's taking the belts home? You're, we're, we're all going to get swerved here. You know who's winning this. The Iconics. No. No. Oh no. We're all we're all gonna be happy if like Nia Jax and Tamina can't make it to the ring because the Pyro won't stop going off and it's just blocking their way. <laughs> and we just go, Oh shit, I guess they're not in the match. Guys, I'm uh, sorry. Guys, I'm sorry. I I don't see any other way here. I know where this is going. That's how they've been building them up. You're going with Divas of Doom. No. no, I hate go. to say it. Oh, oh my I'm, god, you really think Nia and Tamina are going to win this match? Uh, oh, you're such a loser. Shut up. <laughs> are you back on this Nia kick? Are you still in love with Nia? I will always be in love with Nia. Oh my god, oh my god. the only team besides the only time team besides Boston Hug that can win this match is the Iconics, and that's not happening. See, I'm I'm really? going for the Iconics. All right. Next match, no holds barred. Triple H puts his career on the line against the animal, Batista. Uh, I just got to say, Batista cut probably the best promo of the year. Give me what I want. On Tuesday. (laughs) Give me what I want, Bones. It was perfect. Give me what I want, Bones. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Well, this is another match that could still go along to my fantasy booking from a month ago. And I'm going to keep riding strong with it with one slight change because of the stipulation of Triple H's career being on the line. I think that was put in there to make everybody think that Triple H is going to win. I think Batista wins this match 
I think Randy Orton and AJ Styles are both involved in this match somehow. I think Randy's with with helping with siding with Batista and AJ uh, siding with um, Triple H. But at the end of the day, Batista gets the upper hand and beats Triple H, and Triple H's in ring career for the time being is done. But he still appears, say, he still has a huge on screen role. And it's involving him and AJ Styles. And this leaves sets the title for AJ Styles spending 2019 facing Randy Orton and Batista on Raw. Or wow. And then and at the end of the day, it all culminates with next year's WrestleMania where Batista and Triple H have their rematch and Triple H Avengers is lost to Batista. And Batista retires. Bye, Bane bitches. Wow. Come at me. I, I can't. Prescription filled. <laughs> yes. We got to get that t-shirt made. See, Doc, I'm with you I am on too. the outcome of this match. <clears throat> Excuse me again. I just don't see Randy Orton or AJ Styles being involved in this match. I definitely see Batista winning because I've mentioned it, that this is going to be huge for Batista's reputation going into the Hall of Fame as being the guy who retired Triple H from his in-ring career. But Doc talked me into it when he filled my prescription and made me realize that this feud can't continue until next WrestleMania to have Triple H finally uh, beat Batista in a one-on-one match. Smarky, I want to shed some knowledge on you. I don't know if you knew this, but there are six superstars that Triple H has never defeated in a singles one-on-one match. Well, six, 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 long, six, six wrestlers that he's never defeated that he's actually faced in a one-on-one match. Correct, yes. Right? Yeah, okay, all right. Yes, that he's actually faced. So they are Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, Batista, Ultimate Warrior, Psycho Sid, and Seth Rollins. Really? So Batista yeah. is part of a very elite group of superstars that Triple H has has fought but never defeated in a singles one-on-one match. Oh. This is coming out Saturday, so only for 24 hours will he be a member of this club. Well, no, I don't know. Do, do you think Triple H is going to win it this year? Oh, sorry. 24 hours, uh, a year and 24 hours. A year. Okay, I'm going gotcha. with Doc on this. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah? Batista. Oh, I'm believers out of y'all. Yeah. Woo! And if you want to talk about the, the mainstream pop that Batista will get for winning, it's yeah, going to be. Yeah, as I say, I think Batista is really going to, you know, get a really nice pop. Like, I Batista is going to come out as Drax the Destroyer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, honestly, I hope he comes out in the blue tees to get up, just to, uh, to 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 throw some some shade toward towards his last return. Can <laughs> someone remind me what blue tees is? That was his second return during the rise of Daniel Bryan oh, when he got yeah, pulled out yeah. of the Royal Rumble. Uh, and, oh yes, yeah. And he wore that was his bad timing, man. Yeah, Batista's a lot more. Yeah, Batista's a lot more of a household name now than he was then. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for Batista to cut a promo on Triple H and refer to Triple H as Paul because Triple H keeps referring to Batista as Dave. Dave. And it's not like it's like Dave. okay, H, you're breaking the fourth wall, but 
We all fucking know that his name is Dave for two reasons. He wrestled as Dave Batista for a while, and also yeah. he's an actor. So we all already knew his first name. So it was nothing. It's like, oh, cool, you called him Dave. It's like, all right, so uh, Batista. Uh, Drew, call him Drew, Paul. Keeps, Drew keeps calling Roman Joe. He's not like Triple H is the only one doing it. Right. All right, so next match. Falls count anywhere match. Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Here comes the money. Here we go. So this past money. week on SmackDown, we saw The Miz take on Sanity in a three-on-one handicap match, and Miz came out victorious. The match turned into a false count anywhere match, which ended up back in the parking lot, and The Miz got the pin over a clean-shaven Eric Young. You guys noticed that Eric Young got rid of his beard? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, it's he, he definitely has a. It's definitely a different look for him. <laughs> this was yeah, the it's original. A, it's a double Eric, take look. Yeah. This was when Eric Young was uh, back in the early days of TNA when he had yeah. no beard, and then he right. grew the beard when there was the rise of Daniel Bryan. That was. TNA. I thought he had a answer before to Daniel Bryan. No, that he had it before that when he was married to um, what's her name, ODB. That was before the rise of Daniel Bryan, wasn't it? ODB. Whoa, I've heard that name in a while, dude. (laughs) She was awesome. The ODB was fucking killer, man. She was fucking mean, man. (laughs) Um. So, so what do you think with this? Do you think Sanity is going to be involved in this as well? Now, Sanity is nowhere else on the card. They're not involved in the Battle Royals or anything. Do you think they're going to have a part in the result in this match? Or at least I mean, if, an impact on the if, match? If they're not going to be infused with anybody, at least to, you know, winding himself, like being with like the McMahons isn't the worst thing for them where they are in their situation. So right. there's booking logic to it. Um I'd like to see him get involved. Maybe it could lead to a feud between like the Miz and Eric Young a little bit. You know, sure. that would be really nice. Like at least a sub feud from if Sanity's involved and the Miz loses, then like this feud continues. And I just don't see this feud continuing. I'm looking so. up on this now. Can we talk about Killian Day not in a singlet? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a big boy. Oh yeah, look at that, Eric Young without a beard. Yeah. So. The Miz, man, I uh, I see this feud ending, which means The Miz wins. I don't see The Miz winning in a, in a handicap scenario like that, though. So it makes me think Sanity isn't involved in the match. Sanity is involved. Why? Just, I, I, it's false count anywhere. It's pretty much no DQ. Well, so is, does this no DQ. So does the Miz? So okay. So does the Miz have help from anybody? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I mean, who knows? Who could it be? EC3, B team, the B team oh, come out and help him. Oh man, maybe maybe they, maybe the B team helps them, and then Miz rechristens them the A team. Or during the shakeup, <laughs> they go back to SmackDown and become the Miz again. Oh. No, I like Miz Taraj. They're the A team. I, I like, like the Miz A team more than the B team. I like A team more than all three because the story writes itself. I have no words for your stupidity. All right, 
Well, I, I think Sanity's going to be involved. I do like the fact that Sanity is involved with Shane McMahon because I think any superstars that are involved with the McMahons at any time, that means the McMahons do think highly of you. They yeah, and usually it's a good... Anybody. It's a good... It's a, it's a good starting point for a lot of, you know, a lot of talent over the years, being it men and women being involved in a storyline with Vince or Steph or Shane. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But I definitely... Except for that Vince. time... Except for that time Linda got involved in two, in 2000. That was oh, weird. Oh, God, Linda was terrible. When she yeah. was... She and then was when she was in the wheelchair. And then That was a weird, weird, weird time for yeah. the McMahon family. <laughs> they were, that was almost like, okay, this is a little too dysfunctional. Like, come on. Let's, let's <laughs> All right, well, I anyway. think Miz is going to uh, come out victorious and he's going to get a real big baby face pop. Yeah, I think this is, I do too. This is definitely the win for him. But uh, see, Doc, I, I, I don't know. We, we could we could list a million names on who's going to come out, but the fact that the Miz took on all three members of Sanity on Tuesday makes me believe that they're building him as the guy that could take on four four superstars, you know, including Shane McMahon, Shane Insanity by himself and coming out victorious. Like just think of how where that would put the Miz in line with like look at what they did with Kofi Kingston already with his performance in the Gauntlet match. Give Miz right. a similar performance to get Miz back to that top tier. Okay. He, yeah. He's been relegated to the mid-card now for so long. Now, he has killed it. When he was the IC champ, he killed it. He should have went into the title picture right after that. But he has been stuck. Well, he went to movies. He was doing he, he did movies. the movies, and then they put him he, back. Yeah. The, so I think now that I look back on it, I'm looking at the whole and result, the whole contour of this storyline between Miz and Shane McMahon, I, I'm wondering if this was the plan the whole time. And this is just really good long-term storytelling. Miz has to come out of this match on top, and Miz has to be back in the championship picture, whether it be on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, I, I, I'm completely with you, man. I'm 100% with you, behind you. He's... He's one of the top names in the business right now. Yeah. Unquestionably. And it's like, I know he has another kid coming soon, but while he's still young, and you know that he does not want to stop doing this, he does this to support his family. He's going right. to keep going. He will find the time and make the time. He still has a perfect attendance record, you know, of never being injured. I, You know, knock on wood, I don't want to jinx the guy, but... Right. Oh, what a fucking record. That, that's awesome. It's got, it's got that Bret Hart game going. Right. <laughs> Bret Hart barely ever got injured either. So let's do some Jersey talk real quick. Does this match up match end up in the swamp at any point? Oh, my God. How you great would that they be? take this outside of MetLife? Dude, can you take – you imagine getting, like, freaking – uh, Mitch just dumping Shane's ass into freaking Marsh's dude, like Tony Soprano style? Oh, man. I can Book see it happen. It. They haven't done shit like that in so long. No. Yeah, and that would be something unique and different, and it would get a really big pop from, like, the mostly people from New Jersey crowd. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they would know exactly where they are. Absolutely. It's Jimmy Hoffa's body. Yeah. yeah. Miz right. wins. 
Yeah, Miz is, Miz is winning. Smarky? Uh, I see Miz winning. Right on. All right, next match, the Intercontinental Championship match. We have the current champion, Bobby Lashley, with Leo Rush taking on the <coughs> Demon. <coughs> oh, just go ahead. It's been a while, guys. Give me a second. <coughs> me, me, me. It's been a while. Lashley. Lashley. Okay, I'm good. What about the laugh? Ah, ah, ah. No, nah, that wasn't it. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> I'm out of practice. So he's going to be defending Lash- the championship against Demon Finn Balor. I have a little quarrel with this whole Demon thing. I think we all knew Demon was going to be at WrestleMania, considering every fucking WrestleMania poster. like body paint. Had, no, it's nothing to do with the body paint. Uh, every WrestleMania poster had the Demon Finn Balor on the poster, so we knew this weeks ago. The build, like Doc, you brought this up last week, and we said there could be a build, but there was none. It would have been better if he was physically in the arena, in the ring, on Raw, on live television, not just up on a screen where he morphs into the demon, kind of like how Bray Wyatt morphed into Sister Abigail. No. Here's how this should have went down. How it should have went down was like this. Finn's on screen. He's doing his little promo jabber, right? Lights go off. Lights come on. Demon Finn's like doing some badass pose in like the corner. They like the kids that little look up to Lashley, and it's just freaking it's game time. And that's how you bring Demon Finn back on TV. And you get the pop on Raw, and then you get the buzz for Mania. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That that's Smooth. very Undertaker. As you know, lights go out, come back on, and boom, there he is. And <laughs> that works. That works for Finn Balor. Why they didn't do that? I don't know. I, I wasn't a fan of the whole video thing, but while it's always going to be... I mean, we're going to pop when the demon comes out. This is my first time seeing the demon live, so I'm fucking excited. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. I've seen it. So, do we think that... I think this is going to be a squash. Do you guys agree? I think if the demon's going to be here, it has to be a squash match. Really? A squash? I'm not a, I don't want to say a squash, but it's going to be like... It's gonna be not too long, not too long, but not a squash. Hmm. Bobby will have some offense, but it won't be much. What do you think, Smarky? Um, I don't see it being a squash because I don't think they can do that to Bobby Lashley. That right. would completely destroy his character. And he's 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 a good heel, man. Not necessarily because he's facing the demon, so it makes sense. Yeah, but Bobby Lashley's a big motherfucker, man. True. It's but again, yeah, you can't. Him you, you, you just can't squash dudes that big with like, even if it's Demon Finn. But he's already had Balor Club. Finn Balor has faced Bobby Lashley nineteen times. So now the twentieth time they're going to fight each other. Balor Club Finn is going to come out as the demon Finn Balor, which is supposed to be the stronger, meaner side of Finn Balor. So it would make more sense for it to be a squash match because if Bobby Lashley actually puts up a fight against the demon, I think that makes the demon look weak or weaker. Yeah, but then, by your, but then 
by your logic, the Undertaker should have just continued sitting up from every piece of offense put up on him for his entire career. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's okay to make... It's okay for somebody to fight back against the demon. Well, like, no. That's no. allowed. You know what? No, I want to rebuttal what you just said because, no, for the Undertaker thing, he always sat up for everyone up until he became the American Badass. When he came back as the Dead Man Undertaker, we said it when we when we uh, talked about WrestleMania 20 on Kayfabe Classics, it was a mixture of the Dead Man and American Badass. Because yep. that was a... Uh, from reports that I've read, there was a big quarrel backstage in the locker room about the dead man coming back because they're like, he's not going to fucking sell for anyone. So Undertaker really liked the American Badass and didn't <coughs> become the dead man again, so he molded the two together. So that's why when he came back as the dead man, it was not the same dead man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Taker wanted to be American Badass because... That was just essentially Taker being himself. Being himself, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, essentially that's what American rebuttal. Badass was. So that's my rebuttal to you. So on the main Raw, so the Demon Finn Balor is undefeated. I mean, he's only had two matches, I think. One against Seth Rollins, and then second against Baron Corbin at SummerSlam, which was a fucking waste. And now against Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania, which... It's WrestleMania, so I guess it makes it not a waste. Oh. Okay, so riddle me this. So he squashes Baron Corbin. Are we gonna? Does that mean you view Lashley in the light of Baron Corbin, like in the same light? I have been because they've been in the in the same stable, the same faction, and I feel like they. Drew, all right, let me let me back up. Drew McIntyre out of those three <laughs> shined. Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin, I feel like, are very very equal. I feel like they're both at the same in the same tier in terms of their talents. But I think when La- it's just Lashley and Leo, I think it's a lot better. Like just give me them two together. I don't I don't need all the extra elements. Just give me and look at that Lashley and Leo together. What happens? Lashley wins the Intercontinental title a couple times. Right, but okay then, so fine. He's going to have Leo there, so then if you if you don't want Bobby Lashley to look weak by being squashed, have Leo have some kind of, of part in Lashley losing the title again. Yeah, but I think... How would you do that, though? Yeah, Leo... If anybody's getting, like, squashed by the demon, it's Leo Rush. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't Leo, know. Rush might die. Leo Rush might die on Sunday. All right, so if so, Doc, if on Sunday if this is a squash, you owe me a beer. Oh, oh, okay. All right, I'll take that beer bet. All right, fam, you heard it here first. On Sunday, if Finn Balor defeats Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental Championship in a squash match, I'm gonna call it less than three minutes. Less than three minutes. Less than three minutes. Yo, okay. Doc I'll take Haas that. is going to buy me a beer. I will actually sit there and put the timer on on my phone. Okay. On Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, something. This has got to be live. <laughs> we should. You know what? We will live stream this on our Twitter page at Fourth Wall Cast. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we'll live stream the first three minutes of the Lashley. Finn Balor match. 
And then right. whoever's victory celebration, and then we'll get, and then I'm going back to watching it. Whoever uh, whoever wins, I don't care. I'm buying myself a beer. Fuck both of you. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So, but do we all agree that Demon Finn Balor is going to win the title? Yes. Can we at least Absolutely. agree on that? Yes. If you're going to tell me Bobby awesome. Lashley is going to be Demon Finn Balor's first, I didn't defeat. fucking say that. No, I did not fucking say that. Just someone's going to be a fucking squash. All right. Let's go on to the next match. Kurt Angle's farewell match. Kurt Angle versus Baron fucking Corbin. Are, are we going to get swerved here? At this point, no. All right. See, Doc, that's where I think you're wrong. I you talked wrong, about. Doc. You talked about the spot for John Cena on the card. I think this is the spot for John Cena. If John Cena's in town and John Cena shows up at WrestleMania, he's going to show up in this match. Something's going to happen to Baron Corbin. I think Cena's going to take out Baron Corbin. Some I don't want to say take him out because that, that's not a babyface thing to do. But Cena's going to have something to do with Corbin being pulled from the match. And Cena's going to be the one to defeat Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle's farewell match. That's if Angle wants to go out traditionally out on his back, you know, like supposed to, I think. It's like kind of like a uh, an etiquette you have in the professional wrestling world. But that's where I think this is going. But let's, for our argument's sake, if it is Baron Corbin, do you guys, what do you guys see happening to Baron Corbin if Angle goes out on his back for Corbin? He gets freaking mercilessly booed and it's going to be exactly the, probably the reaction they want like the like Vince McMahon wants they just if Corbin's going to be around in the upper mid card to the top of the card you know for a while it's going to be as just a really fucking narcissistic heel and he just needs to play into it people don't like him so just play into it and make sure you don't suck in the ring gentlemen Kurt Angle is going to go out on top. Uh, oh, God. No, you know what? I'm with you, Smarky. I think if, if he faces Baron Corbin, yes, I think that he's going to go out on top, and that's just how it's going to be. I also think and, if he, I think if he faces Cena, I think if he faces Cena, he goes out on top, too. Cena has nothing to lose if he loses. Yeah, I don't think that, that hurts Kurt Angle's legacy at all. I think it's good for someone like Kurt Angle to go out on top. I Similar think it, to how I thought it was should have been for Undertaker, too, but Undertaker's two losses already kind of wiped that from existence at this point. Trish went out on top, right? No, yes. didn't she lose it to Mickey James? I Smarky, thought she you're usually this. our guy that looks things up. Can you? Tech guy, look at Trish. Look up Tech. Trish Stratus's last match. I was already on it. Uh, so this is why um, I keep you around, Smarky. <laughs> Fuck off! I do a lot. I think Kurt Angle was more, more likely to beat John Cena than Barracor. I just don't understand why you put Corbin in this match if, like, you're not gonna have Angle give him the rub. Well, uh, it's, it's well, Doc. Didn't you know that Baron Corbin took Kurt Angle's GM spot on Raw? That's why I know. I know. That, that's I know. the story that we're going with. But it wasn't even that big of a storyline. It was just, it, it was poorly done because unfortunately that wasn't a good spot for Kurt Angle. Yeah, he, he wasn't a good GM. He, he was not a good he's GM. Not, he's, yeah, he's, 
He's Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He has a hard time All right, promos now. Everyone. Oh, we got her last match of her full-time career was at Unforgiven in Toronto. One against Lita. Oh, Lita, okay. Using a sharpshooter in Canada. Okay. All right. Uh, she was she retired Canada? and she retired as champion. Oh, yeah, she's from yeah. Toronto. She retired as champion. That's what I thought. Okay. She retired as the women's vacated. champion. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I thought. That's how I thought it went down. That was full-time career. She did some stuff in 07 and 08 as well and then came back, you know, every time they needed her. Right. Right. All right. All right. Interesting. Well, uh, I think we all have our our thoughts on how this match can go so many different ways at this point. Until we know who he's facing, I think we'll get a better idea of how it's going to... That being said, I would be very very happy if John Cena did take Barrett Corbin's place. Yeah. Well, here's someone else that potentially could take Baron Corbin's place if John Cena takes Rey Mysterio's place, like you want, Doc. The talks about this have kind of quieted down over the past few weeks, but for a while, there were a lot of reports about The Rock being at WrestleMania. What if The Rock and Baron Corbin had a backstage segment and all of a sudden you hear, if you smell what oh, the man. is cooking. That would be pretty sweet, man. Could you imagine? That, that's, a good, that's a good last second booking right there. Could you That'd imagine that pop? Like stadium or not, we, we would feel that pop. I feel like that pop would be bigger than if The Undertaker showed up. Only Dude, because it, we've seen The Undertaker every year. We haven't seen... Rock since what was it 32 33 uh when he wrestled like Luke Harper or something or Eric Rowan yeah yeah oh is that Eric Rowan I forget which one yeah he wrestled. I think okay. it was at 32 so I think that would be that could be the potentially the biggest pop of the night dude I would go ape shit bananas if the rock showed up for a match at Mania dude right? <laughs> it would just be game on for me marking out <laughs> yep the last time I went to a Monday Night Raw this was years ago I went to a Monday Night Raw, and I was at the one where The Rock interrupted Rusev and Lana. And they cut that awesome promo. Uh, they were in, I think it was at Barclays. They were in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, so let's go on to the last match on the undercard. Roman Reigns is facing Drew McIntyre. Now, you know how, how I view this match? The Chosen One versus The Chosen One. <laughs> Drew McIntyre was the original Chosen One by Vince McMahon in yep. Drew McIntyre's first run with WWE. And recently, Roman Reigns has been the new Vince McMahon choice. I think Drew McIntyre is going to go over. I view this as the return of Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns goes over. Yeah, Drew's going over here. No way, dude! You can't, you can't bring the guy can't win his first singles he match back after having cancer. He doesn't. Need he doesn't to. need it. He doesn't need to. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Uh, all right, you know what? I'll tell you why. Well, we, we have to talk about the universal title match first, and then I'll tell you why. All right. So. It's- 
Roman I'm, has I'm gonna, to win this I'm match. I'm going to tell you why he does not need to win this match. Because they've been building Drew McIntyre up to that spot for a while, up until Roman Reigns had to relinquish the title and then it had to go back to Brock. Once Brock got back in the picture, Drew kind of got lost in the sauce and was fucking teaming with Baron Corbin and Lashley. So I think this is the time to get Drew back in that spot. Similar to what I was saying with Randy Orton, I think now this is Drew's time. Because going back to my fantasy superstar shakeup, I pretty much traded Randy Orton for Drew McIntyre. And I think this is both there. I think this is Drew's time right now to go over. Roman does not need this win. Everyone already loves Roman. If Roman gets this loss, guess uh, what? Uh, guess what? Now uh, he's an underdog. Back up. I'm back. You're trading. So you're gonna have Drew McIntyre beat Roman Reigns, like mm-hmm. the top dude on Raw without a championship, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna trade him to fucking SmackDown. Yeah, and then put him in the WWE championship. Get the fuck! You don't have Drew McIntyre win that match and then take him off Raw. Drew McIntyre wins that match. He his next match is against Seth fucking Rollins. It's what does it matter if it's the Universal Championship or the? uh, the, uh, And who's saying he can't face him then before he gets? Because Drew and Seth have like there's like there's some substance to Drew and Seth. There's there's some underlying story already. It makes the, the story makes sense. Why swerve there? You finally have some, like, good main event talent on Raw besides, like, guys who are in the Shield that can be consistent on Raw. Because and, my and you're, you're gonna, and you're, and you're going to send them to SmackDown to bring Randy Orton back to Raw. Because in my WWE, I don't need Drew McIntyre on Raw anymore, but I need you to have this win over Roman Reigns. Because you know what else? You know who else is going to SmackDown? Roman Reigns. What? Never. Get the fuck out of here. This is in my fantasy the fuck are you This smoking? is my WWE. That's what's going to happen. All right, Vince Russo, sit right? the fuck down. You're fine. Yeah, oh, my God. All right. Anyways, so you guys, I'll uh, tell you why. I'll tell you why Roman has to go over when we get to the Universal title match. Right. But Roman's definitely going over. This is going to be a good fucking match, man. Yeah. It's going to be I, a it's good, hard-hitting match. Good, hard-hitting match. Smarky, I want to go back to you. You, you think McIntyre is going to go over, too? I really do. I really do. Roman Reigns doesn't need a win here. Drew does. Now, I'm also not saying... Stop shaking your you head. what I am saying. So I'm not going to... I'm going to re- retract that last statement. All right. So I want to hear Doc's talk... Uh, his take on this. So let's get through the main events now of WrestleMania 35. First, let's start with the WWE Championship match. Let's talk about Daniel Bryan, the reigning WWE Champion... Uh, defending against Kofi Kingston. Kofi Mania is here, baby! (laughs) So, Kofi finally made it. I think, once again, this story that they've developed from Elimination Chamber till now is such a great organic build that I wasn't really behind Kofi Kingston as much during Elimination Chamber as I am now after watching all these hoops he had to jump through and I think it was a great way to end it with Big E and Xavier stepping in for their boy Kofi and getting him into the spot so alright guys let's talk Doc I know you're like Doc Doc look at it yeah 
Doc's like biting his nails. He's like, what the? Go ahead, Doc. You have the floor. I want to see Kofi win. I want to have this awesome moment, but man, I had this gut feeling that Daniel Bryan's winning this match, dude. I have this gut feeling that Daniel Bryan's winning this match, and maybe Kofi and Kofi will win the title. Maybe at a smaller pay per view one day, and then maybe down the line, you know, I've 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 said multiple times in past shows that. I would love for Daniel Bryan to win this. We keep the Kofi mania going for another year. Have Kofi win the Rumble and then and then win the title at next year's mania. Because mm. since the women are such are the focal point of the top main moment, main part this year, maybe next year this WWE Championship can have that moment. And maybe Kofi, Daniel Bryan could be... But even just that... Be Daniel Bryan at that point. It'd be cool if it was still Daniel Bryan. I would like if it was still Daniel Bryan. Um, and said, maybe Kofi beats him at SummerSlam or Money in the Bank, and they trade, and then eventually Daniel Bryan gets it back from its Survivor Series or somewhere down the line or SummerSlam, and then Kofi wins to me. But I just have this funny feeling that I think everybody thinks Kofi's going to win because they remember yes, the Yes Movement. And I just kind of think WWE Vince is going to just slap everybody right in the fucking face with this one. And you know you can't get mad because he's facing Daniel Bryan. And there's always justification of having Daniel Bryan go over. I would love Kofi Kingston to win. I would love Daniel Bryan to retain. I think uh, I think we see uh, Bludgeon Brothers reunite too. So there's two people... Um, there's two people on Daniel Bryan's side and, you know, uh, to combat the other two members of the new day. And apparently I hit a chord with, with Johnny Bones over there, I guess. And, and, thinking the same thing. and, and, and then Bray Wyatt shows up Tuck and the words right tilts the odds. No, no, no. Yep. No, I, I don't see no, the Bray Wyatt. The Bray Wyatt. Thing, I definitely oh, see okay. Luke Harper coming back, but I see Kofi Kingston win and I see us. I, I don't know. A part of me feels like we're going to ha- we're going to get three new champions. I feel like it, we're leaning cool. more towards having that kind of night, but I think Kofi can. Uh, I think Kofi's going to go over and win the championship, have him have his WrestleMania moment, but not under. It won't be easy. The New Day's going to have to get involved. Harper's going to return. Rowan's going to get involved. And it's going to continue the feud, and Daniel Bryan can win it back at SummerSlam. Because Daniel because- Bryan is a great heel champion. So I definitely want to see Daniel Bryan with a longer run, but I want Kofi Kingston to have have the title. I want him to have that moment. Because this New match... Day rocks. New <laughs> day rocks. Because there's so much uncertainty who could win this match... It has the potential for us to keep to keep us on the edge of our seat the whole time, mm-hmm. with you know two guys who can work like that in the ring, two guys who have always been able to put on big matches and like be relied upon in big time situations. And I'm telling you, we could be on the edge of the seat our, our seats this whole match because you don't know who's going to win this match. Yeah. Yeah. You really don't, man. This is a there's a good question mark over this match. And if, I'm sorry, I am not assuming that because Kofi Kingston's been built as the unstoppable babyface, he's going to win this match. I am not the babyface of podcasting. 
I am the fucking smart slayer. Ooh, okay. Oh, you're Look not. You. Look at you. Oh, right. And uh, smart you know, slayer says Daniel Bryan wins this match. This match is also going to have a really good video package that even the casual fans who don't know Daniel Bryan or Kofi Kingston, maybe they know Daniel Bryan if they watch Total Bells or Total Divas. But for those who don't, even the casual fans will buy into this match. A match that the only reason casual fans are going to be into it is because Brock Lesnar is in it is the Universal Championship match. (laughs) This is the one main event that I feel like has the least build to it. Uh, I'm not as invested in this storyline between Brock Lesnar and his challenger Seth Rollins. I feel like it's every Brock Lesnar feud we've seen over the past, since the Universal Championship became a title. It's the same thing with him and Samoa Mm -hmm. Joe, with him and Braun Strowman, him and Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. It's the same Mm -hmm. thing. Just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Heyman shows up and talks for him a bit. Mm -hmm. Face talks back. Brock shows up week before pay-per-view. Does some, takes a short beating. Then does a bunch of F5s. And, and then him and Heyman leave and they laugh. And it's just rinse and repeat. And rinse, repeat. And, you know, there's, I mean, the problems with this feud are of no fault of Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has done an admirable job of winning the audience over, you know, as a face each week without having his opponent, who's the champion, by the way, there to foil him. Seth Rollins was always over, even before he won the Royal Rumble, even before he got into this this new feud now with Brock Lesnar. But I now. think I think it's very poetic how right after the Royal Rumble, when Seth and Brock had their first face to face, Seth got his ass kicked, and what did he get? Five F fives or something from Brock that night. But yeah, at the right. go home Raw. Seth looked really strong over Brock Lesnar, but I like how the two of them never touched in between all of that. So I did like that storytelling, and I'm glad that Seth Rollins looked as strong as he did on the at the end of the go-home Raw. Hear me out. Loud and clear. Rollins wins the match. Obviously. Okay, Rollins is winning. Rollins is winning Rollins this match. Okay. Yes, and I... Th- think I'm pretty sure Brock's going to be fighting Daniel Cormier this summer. It seems like that's going to be a thing if you guys follow MMA at all. Or an MMA? No, an MMA. They're going to fight me out which means Brock has to start training. You know, and he has to start getting into the right shape for that. Um, Which means he's not going to wrestle. He's not going to focus on wrestling. So he loses to Rollins. It could either happen right after the match or the next night on Raw, okay? Roman wins the match. Roman comes down to congratulate Seth. And Seth just freaking turns on him. And low blows him. Heyman comes into the ring with Rollins. And Rollins is the new Heyman guy. And then in his, in his first match as a Heyman guy against Roman, who just beat Drew, which in my opinion is essentially a number one contenders match for the Universal Championship. That's definitely a swerve I didn't see coming. 
<laughs> and the match isn't the last match of the night, so you don't have to worry about everybody le like leaving on booze. True. Which I wish they would do. Prescription filled. That's two prescriptions filled in one night. Two you in know, one night. You know, bones. WrestleMania season. It's WrestleMania bones, season. Shut the fuck up, Bones. You um, you mentioned Daniel Cormier. Where does he fit in at WrestleMania? Does he get involved? In the match? match? Mania? He thinks he could be at Mania? I don't know if he's going to be at Mania. I, mean, I think I he mean, is. He's a, w, he's, he's a WWE fan. He's always expressed interest no, in wanting to what? work WWE. I think Smarky's right. I think he cut a promo saying that he was going to show up to Mania. Gentlemen, but, I'm okay, a loser. But he can show up to Mania and get involved in the match, and you can still do the Seth Rollins, Paul Heyman thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can still do both. And then, and and then like, Brock and Corby go to MMA and do their thing. Perfect. And then they and then they, have, and then they wrestle at WrestleMania next year. There you go, Dana. I helped you out there. <laughs> Vince, right. that's fourth cast at gmail.com. So... Well, I guess, Doc, you already answered my next question. I was going to ask if you guys think we're going to see a S.H.I.E.L.D. moment at the end of Mania. But I did see reports that this past Monday, after Raw went off the air, Dean made his final goodbye to the crowd by once again giving Baron Corbin the dirty deeds. I don't know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how they took that as his final goodbye. He didn't, you know, get on the mic. I mean, no, I mean, maybe... Maybe backstage he gave his final goodbye. Is that what the report's trying to say? Like he said goodbye to everyone in the locker room? No, because they, they had a video clip of him coming out, taking out Baron Corbin, then going back. And that was his final goodbye. That was it? Yeah. That's terrible. I mean, I don't think... I I, I think Dean's... I don't think he's going to be at Mania. Like, I don't think so either. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's done. Yeah. I think Dean's going to AEW, and they're not going to give him a mania bonus if he's just going to go to fucking AEW. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're leaving on good terms, but I mean, no, there's still logic here. Yeah, no, there's still I don't a business. Think we're not going to see Ambrose at Mania, and I, we don't yeah. need to have that Shield moment anymore because we're going to have an even bigger moment after the real main event, which is the. Women's Championship Triple Threat Match with the mm -hmm. Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey defending against the SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair defending against the man, Becky Lynch. I think this can only go one way, and that's with <laughs> Becky Lynch holding both titles at the end of the night. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. You know what, man? I, I Becky's gonna win, but Charlotte could win. <laughs> no, 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 she could. She could, man. She could do that heel thing, but I, I doubt with this being the last match of the night. I doubt Charlotte wins. I, I think it's gotta be Becky. You gotta. I mean, the place is gonna be very pro Becky. Let's. This is Becky's moment. This is her time. You know, your, your, your big WrestleMania moment, you usually only get one or two in your career. And it's all about timing and just where you're at in the cosmos at that moment. And right now, the cosmos says Becky Lynch is 
the recipient of this year's major WrestleMania moment. She's going to have both titles over her head, just like fucking Warrior, just like Daniel Bryan. And she's going to fucking leave WrestleMania as the undisputed women's champion. I think down the line, it's going to unify the belts. That's a unification that I'm with you on, folks. That I, I think makes sense. That unification and then introducing a mid-card title for the women. That makes sense. I've got nothing. You guys have covered everything. Um, I see Becky Lynch kind of... that. It's got to be Becky. It's so got to be Becky. Just, if it's not Becky, it's Charlotte, right? Yeah. Ronda's done for a little while. Yeah, like his Ronda's like... I don't know if, if that's if that's fully true. I mean, Ronda did do the whole April Fool's Day video with her playing the saxophone, saying that she's definitely leaving after Mania to go pursue her new passion. The alto saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I missed that. Could she actually play it? No, that, that was a recording. She admitted that it was a recording. <laughs> that's funny. But... I don't know. I mean, do I think she might be off TV for a couple weeks? I do. I don't see her taking time off. I don't think... Again, I haven't read any official reports from Ronda Rousey saying that she wants to go up for six. She wants to have a cat. I know there's a lot of reports about it, but until I hear it from the horse's mouth, I don't want to believe that. Honestly, I... And I'm not calling Ronda Rousey a horse by any means, so don't, don't twist my words. I think Ronda's on Raw the next night, and I think they do Becky and Ronda at Backlash, honestly. Really? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Why not? At that point, you, you, you could blow off that, that singles match at a B-side show because Becky already has the championship. Yeah, you already had the moment. Yeah. You already had the triple threat, so <laughs> Becky has a champ. Do it, at, do it at Backlash, you know, and then have Becky beat Ronda in a one-on-one, and then you move move on from there and then you and then becky starts rolling through the raw roster you, you put bliss out there next against her um to try to maybe charlotte goes back to smackdown maybe charlotte stays on raw i think we're gonna see charlotte stay on raw uh but then again i think the smackdown women's roster might need her i think the smackdown women's roster like we said last week in our shakeups getting a it's getting it's gonna get a big shakeup. yeah yeah it's SmackDown Women's Division is 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 the division of wrestling. It's officially taken over the Raw Tag Division as the division that needs the most help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, you know, the one moment that we're not going to get that I think a lot of us thought we were going to get after Charlotte won the SmackDown Championship was all four horsewomen in the ring to end Mania with all the belts. But with Stephanie's announcement of winner take all, that obviously takes that moment away from uh, us. Not saying that we won't see that moment sometime down the road, like when Charlotte wins the Women's Intercontinental Championship at next Women's Intercontinental? Then this, all four of them could be in the ring with the t- titles. This only happens this year if, like, the four horsewomen get involved. The other, like, if they come out and they get in the match and Becky and Charlotte essentially have to fight all of them, like, the four of them off... And then and they do, and like Becky's just the one who prevails. Like right. they fight him off, and then Becky beats Charlotte. And at the end, you know, they stare at each other, they look at each other, they give each other the hug. Sasha and Bailey come out, and they raise each other's arms, and like Becky lets Charlotte hold the SmackDown Women's Title too. You so know, that way, on, yeah. On one you know side what? Of all her. you need to do is get that picture to go. Oh look, they all have the titles. Yeah, 
That's All right. right. And that can, and it could be a funny story in wrestling lore. It'd be like f- funny story. Charlotte wasn't even a champion right yeah, at this point. Else yeah. Was yeah. Wasn't. yeah. Yeah. And like 30 years from now, when some kid looked at that picture and, you know, 30 years from now, you know, my granddaughter looks at that picture and says she wants to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Sonny, her sweetheart. Charlotte didn't even win that night. She's nowhere near as good as her daddy. Now her daddy. I'm wrestle. Well, guys, Woo! that's it for the WrestleMania 35 Woo! card. It's going to be a long day on Sunday, but it's going to start Woo! off. Woo! We got some moves going on. But I'm going to be booing the woo on Sunday because the man is coming out victorious. All right, fam. Well, as I was saying, WrestleMania is going to start off even better on Sunday. From 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., the 4th Wall WrestleCast will be hosting the 4th Wall WrestleMania tailgate at MetLife Stadium's parking lot from 11 to 4. $5 admission gets you food, drinks, beers, games, prizes, great people, and plenty of kayfabe. All proceeds are going to be donated to the Ronald McDonald House Charities. We will let everyone know what parking lot we're in via our Twitter live stream, and we'll be blasting all over social media. So follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fourth Wallcast. That's the number four T H W A L C A S T. And if you want to come prepared to our tailgate with some fourth wall merch, go to represent.com, search for Wrestle Addict Radio, pay for some overnight shipping so you have your fourth wall merch <laughs> in time for WrestleMania since you're listening to this on Saturday. Last but not least, please show your support by joining the fourth wall fam. Go to patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast. For as low as $1 a month, you can receive early access to our weekly shows. $3 gets you exclusive content, which includes shows that you're hearing this week during our content marathon, such as Smarky's Singles Run, K-Fabe Classics, and this week's edition of Sunday Night Aftermath called Monday Morning Aftermath with Doc and myself. Bones. You will be able to only receive those on our Patreon. They're going to be Patreon exclusives starting April 9th. So please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast. Any donation, big or small, goes a long way to help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the fourth wall wrestlecast. Say goodnight, fellas. Goodbye. And good night. I've been pivoted, scribbling independence since beginning. I've been riveting. Uh, I'm ready for the bright lights. Yeah, I'm ready for the highlights. Come on. I'm ready 
sleep when the date is ready for the naysayers. Ready, baby, this is my life. My life. Superior in all ways. Interior, my heart weighs. Way more than any ball pays. Had a short days, now I'm major up in your place. Yeah, I got the power. I know the powers that be. Alright, I'll see you guys. Peace. Later.